Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. So ladies and gentlemen, today we are at Goggleworks and this whole week of podcast shows, James, I am um, featuring Goggleworks and the artists who are here because yes. I just think it's so cool. I think that discovering what you're good at and that you are artistic is part of it. And for some people, some of the artists here, they've either transitioned their, the type of art that they're involved in, or they've discovered art later in life, like our sure. mutual friend Melissa Harris. Yeah, yeah. Who, you know, didn't even start doing art until her 50s. But just so everybody knows, Goggleworks is in Reading, Pennsylvania. It's an old goggle factory, and now it's been turned into all different artist studios and, and classes and things like that. So, first of all, Tell us a little bit about what Goggle Goggleworks is. Sure, sure. Um, well, like you said, Lynette, I mean, it's a um, so Wilson Goggle Factory um, was founded in about eight, 1870s. So, which late, are the best goggles ever? Because I was a competitive swimmer. So, yeah, I mean, well, Wilson, yeah, exactly. And Wilson Goggle, they were the first in the country to manufacture optical lenses. So, without being too boring about it, for about a, about a century, Wilson Goggles were. Um, we're manufacturing and creating optical lenses, safety equipment, all those things. Um, pretty much made made a fortune uh, via World War II military contracts. Also got into to um, uh, safety equipment for for military gas masks, high altitude pilot gear, all kinds of things. And then industry left this area along with other places, Bethlehem Steel, the Steel Bell, um, um, around the '60s. And then um, what happened was that this whole complex, about a city block, um, about ten years ago, was was founded and renovated into a multi-purpose art center by some really amazing founders, and had the means and the vision to do that. And what is your role here? Um, so I run the ceramic studio. So t I'm the ceramic studio manager. So and been here about four years, close to four years in that role. And what is your specific passion? Um, I'm a potter first and foremost. So um, some people aren't um, little. Care they're careful about how they label themselves, but I'm definitely a potter, which I'm happy to say. And um, I, I consider myself a full-time potter and and making work as much as I can. And that's why we have these delicious right. samples around yeah. the table here, right? That's great. Is um, this to me is so unique, and I. At Melissa's this morning for breakfast, drank out of one of your mugs. Cool, that's and great. It, I knew it was your work immediately when I saw this mm, sitting sure, here because sure. it seems like this is really crucial to your aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, developing an aesthetic is um, something that can't be forced and it has to come. I've been making pots for about 11, 12 years, um, which in the big scheme of it's not that long, but long enough to start figuring out a voice, hopefully. Um, how no, did that stop? For, how did it start for you, though? Uh, ceramics in general. Yeah. Um, well, 
uh, I started, I threw my first pot in high school. I was a senior in high school. Um, I was always in art, never, ever considered myself um, um, an artist or potentially go to art school or anything like that. It was just totally extracurricular. And um, I took pottery because all the girls took pottery. <laughs> I needed some. I needed some credits. I was going to graduate. I didn't know what I was going to do, and I was like, "Yeah, this looks like a good class. I'll take this." <laughs> to be honest with you, and then uh, quickly realized that um, that I just loved it. My hands touched the mud, and that was it. Yeah, and I, I haven't had an excuse to stop. That's what I always tell people. <laughs> what kind of challenges, though, do you think that you face? Because you know, the thing is, James, that there's people out there, and they want to try new things, or you know, they start something. Like you just said, as soon as your hands touch the clay, yeah. you wanted to get into this, but then they they hold back and they hesitate and they yeah, don't sure. move forward. So, what kinds of things did did you face? Um, well, you know, I think with any endeavor, career, specifically creative, um, I think the first issue is 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 quitting, um, and it's also probability the the mo the biggest reason why people will stop is quitting. So. So that ambition needs to be there, and that passion needs to be there. But um, you know, to answer your question, I mean, you, you, um, there, there's so it's unique for everybody those challenges um, and those roadblocks. Um, for me personally, um, it, it's it's not easy. It's not not an easy life um, financially. You know, stability career-wise, um, it's really has ha, fluctuates quite often. I'm one of the really lucky ones that I have a full-time job here. I'm salaried. And you're around what you love. And yeah, I'm really immersed in that. So that's really important to me. So I also act as a facilitator. Um, so while I'm down in the studio teaching, maintaining a studio, I can complement that by making pots. So that's really taken a lot of pressure off of me, um, opposed to having to, to make pottery as a livelihood, you know, um, and sell it, which is very difficult. So, so those, um, those life, you know, life gets in the way and life happens. And, um, um, I know very few people that actually make and sell pots just from, just from that income and li live off of that income. Um, there's usually a lot of supp supplemental things happening. Um, where does self doubt come in here for you? Yeah. I, I mean, Everywhere, all the time, um, making work is, uh, it has this, being a maker in general, not specific to, to pottery, um, um, it's, it's all about self-doubt. I mean, it's, it's kind of a really neurotic thing to do if you think about it. I mean, it's all about yourself and you're kind of in a room by yourself quite often and um, all your insecurities come out in, in vicarious ways through making work. Um, but yeah, self-doubt is huge. I mean, you have to push through that. You know, there's not one answer to that. But I think, um, I think ri risk is kind of put into that conversation. Um, there's one article that I, I read and print out to my students all the time, and it's, um, it's by an author, David Pye, and it's a book written in like I believe the late '60s, and it's called "The Nature, um, uh, the Nature of uh, Craft and Workmanship." Um, and it's it's really this idea of um, um, the the craftsmanship of risk versus the craftsmanship of certainty. So where I'm going with that is this idea that like you can approach it in lots of different ways. And I like to work in the the realm of risk, where I'm not really sure what's going to happen, 
Um, I'm going to take those risks. I'm going to make things that I'm curious about and I've never seen versus this is the mug that I'm going to make today and I need to make 25 of them if I want to pay my electric bill. So that's kind of the, the world of certainty. Um, and you, they, can, they can blend. <laughs> they can blend. What do you think you've learned about yourself through that? Um, I've learned that I probably don't want to ever go into that world of certainty. You know, a lot of people start making pots as production potters. I, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's actually a really amazing way to, to gather skills. Um, for me, I love being a facilitator. I love running a studio here at Goggleworks. I love teaching. I love helping other people. Um, so, so that allows me to, to do the risk. So I, I know that I would never want to be a production potter. I never want to live in that world. Um, but, you know, a lot of things. I've learned to slow down, I think is huge. And that's always a, a problem for me. I'm always like a really high-strung Italian guy, you know, in the yep. studio and in life. Right. I don't know if you've noticed. Um, so so <laughs> ceramics has really made me um, understand that you need to slow down. I'm not very good at it. But I, so, so I've learned that but, I need to do but that. But you're doing it. Trying to. Your aesthetic is so cool. And I, I mean, I'm not a professional in any way, but I love the colors. I love how you, even in this one, add the blue. And this is a finger swipe technique that the, you so use. This, yeah, so this one's actually a paintbrush, but same concept. I just use the So the this paintbrush. is a paintbrush. Is that one a paintbrush or a finger swipe? This is a paintbrush. Okay. Um, and that's just controlling that line quality. That's right. all. You but know, it's so it cool. It's really, and this one has Thank a little you. bit of a texture to it. You know, Lynette, you said, you said, I'm not a professional, which is so interesting to hear. Like, you know, it's like, who cares? Who cares? It's so, it's so great. I mean, you know, it's specifically pottery in general. I mean, it's, it's about the utilitarian. It's about making objects that people can bring into their own home and value. And, you know, I love when people aren't that exposed to maybe handmade objects I mean you, I'm, you you seem like a super creative person but you know this idea of like I don't need to like know you know about it. handmade pottery for five years you know that's that's so that's great that's great I mean I, I just that. love the colors in it and how oh, the inside you. is brown and thank you and and different hues of and shades it's just it's really super cool thank you. so and and I like that you can appreciate the fact that you don't need to be a professional. Mm. And and for my listeners, right, or for my audience in general, you know, they, they can look at that and say, you know, this morning I threw a small pot, we could say, with the help of Melissa in, yeah. her, in her home studio. That's great. I mean, I did have a mistake in the end that made us have to trim it yeah. and it came out shorter, yeah. but that was a great learning yeah. experience too. But the thing is to get your hands in there and to do it. So if somebody was to envision bringing this into their lives, what should they see? The imagination needs to be there. The passion needs to be there. And I don't think there's a magic bullet for that necessarily. I think, I think, um, I think being aware, you know, I think everybody has that in some capacity. Everybody has an interest extracurricularly or whatever. Um, but we live such busy lives that we, we just, we just let it pass and we let these things pass. I don't know if you agree with that. Absolutely. And that's why. That's exactly why I do the show yeah, because yeah. I just feel like there's more to life in general. And for some people, it could end up being a career like yeah. for you. But for other people, it's and these are like the students that come into your studio, I'm sure, who just come in and can incorporate this creative outlet yeah. into their lives and, and have a piece that's in a show. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm 48 years old. 
when am I going to get a piece of mm. artwork in a show? Mm. I, mm. You know, somebody who is not necessarily an artist, but who would like to bring that into their lives yeah. and, and yeah. have that time where you slow down, yeah. have that time to be creative. Sure. You know, have that accomplishment yeah. that it's in an art show. Invite your family to go do this. Otherwise, I mean, what are we doing, right? Yeah. It yeah. just, it, it does change your life. It enriches your life. It sure does. And um, I think objects in general can do that. But that envisioning idea is just, um, if you if you can, while those things pass by, and it doesn't have to be art, it doesn't have to be painting, it doesn't have to be pottery, it could be cooking, it could be gardening, it could be, doesn't matter. But you have to, you have to be able to, pluck that out and not be not be scared not be scared to, Take to sign up to sign up for the class or do, you know or whatever or fail i mean really we're talking about the risk and failure so so having that confidence to to pluck that from passing by is i think the first step and 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 observing it you know and saying well and observing would be exploring yeah right sure. so how do they explore this yeah um i think i think the to explore it, you need to, um, in my opinion, you need to expose yourself to it. Um, a lot of a lot of students I see in the in the in the studio downstairs, um, they're making work, really hardworking, really into it, and I, and but they don't look at a lot of work. They they don't go on the web and say, oh, I'm making mugs this week in class. Maybe I should go. You know, go on those sites, look at the galleries, go to First Fridays, do those sort of things. So do um, a little research. You have to, to bring to your work. You have to digest. You have to digest. You have to have context. You know, you have to have context. I mean, there's very being a genius is not a it's not a real thing. <laughs> it's not a real thing. You know. Um, uh, Everybody steals bits and pieces from other things, even yeah. if it's nature, right? Even yeah. I think about that. I've been thinking about that recently, how I just love the colors. We were surf fishing cool. recent, this week, right. and I was looking at the beautiful colors. The, it was a really light green, really pretty light green mm. of the ocean. And then I was looking at it next to this the light sand. And then I was looking at it. It was gray. It was overcast. So it was the gray sky. Mm. And it was this re, these three colors with the, the foamy water. And I think about that periodically, even in the summertime, when the sky is just crisp blue, and then the colors are the trunks of the trees, all the different colors with the sure. green leaves. And, and so even if we're stealing things from nature, mm. I, I think about it all the time, how artists, if I had that skill, that would be what I do, is I would look for color inspiration that yeah. way. I, Natural I mean, things. Absolutely. I mean, one... One of my favorite artists, uh, his name's Joe Page, and he's he's an incredible ceramicist, installation, mixed media artist, and I mean his work is insane, and it's all like based on like video games, you know. Like I don't, I don't play video games, but I mean I appreciate the appropriation of of, of material and context, and and um, everybody's so different, everyone's interests are so unique, and um, but to slow down, go back to slow down and, and be able to digest observe. that and observe. And explore it. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I, you are like me in that you want people to act because you, you yeah. get the fact that, you know, they see it and they see that they would be interested in something. Sure. So to get them to execute, what do you think that first step, that go do today would be? Um, just don't make excuses, you know. 
I mean, excuses, I think, are, it's just, it's easy. And I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm guilty of that. We all are. We all are. I'm, by all means, I'm definitely guilty by way too much. I mean, it's easy. It's just, I mean, I, this isn't, it's not a new idea, but it's obvious, it's clearly easier to sit on the couch and watch Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But, you know, you need to... You, my audience is listening to you, what you're saying and how you're saying it. And they're saying, wait, who is saying that? James or Lynette? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right that's now? so yeah. funny. Cool. So, <laughs> I say the same thing. I love the internet. Yeah, sure. You know, I sure. love to be on Facebook. Sure. I love those things. Sure. But those, um, it, it's it's just, it's, it's executing, it's doing, it's getting rid of um, excuses, and it's hard work. Um, nothing worth doing ever was ever was ever it was it's always difficult right. you know it's, it's not easy it's not easy um you know uh, I, I, i'm sure you're i don't you might be familiar with the ten thousand hour concept i don't know yes yeah it was written by malcolm gladwell mm -hmm. great author and um but that that concept actually just read something actually came before Mal malcolm he appropriated that but you know that idea I talk to my students about a lot too. Tell is, everybody what you mean by that. Uh, so, I mean, the, the general idea is that in, it takes ten thousand hours of practice to become proficient, master something. Um, you know, is that a hard number? Like, let me also, you know, specify that that's that's just a, a theory, right? It's just a general number, just to. Put it in context, and well, you know, give or take a thousand. Yeah, hours give or take a thousand. Yeah, right, exactly. But it's just this idea that um, it's just to get across how much work it takes, and um, you know, I think people need to decide if they want to do that or not. You know, and just not not lie to yourself and say, okay, I want to do this, but am I willing to do it? Am I am I willing to put the work in? Um, and it happens slow and. That's where the process is so important because if you don't enjoy it, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Is there one piece that you created that is your favorite for some reason? Or, oh, um, I know they're all your babies. You know, it's so funny. They are, but they aren't. Also, I'm like notorious for just smashing stuff. I'm notorious for, you know, I I come in actually late at night in the studio and I unload my kilns because I just can't have people around me. When you it, see how they come out. When well, I see you know, how they my come mom, out. My mom used to teach ceramics. Mm. And she has kilns in, in our basement still at home. She, yeah. you know, does some home ceramics. Um, and you never know how it's going to look until it sure, comes out of the sure, kiln. Is that sure. what you mean? Well, well, not specifically, but you're absolutely right. I mean, that goes back to the risk in the process, in the actual, not just, not just emotionally and, and how much sweat equity you're putting into things, but... The process has risk too, and the kiln and fire and all that stuff. But um, you know, I'm I'm referring to just the the emotional um, digestion of the work. So what I mean by that is when I pull pots out of the kiln, don't ask me if I like it. I'll answer that in two weeks. You know, so I'll pull a warm pot out of the kiln, and someone's like, "Oh, what do you think?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I just got it out. You know, I just, I I need time. I need time That's really with it." Interesting, James. Um, so so. Yeah, I'm not. I, I smash stuff. I have these really crazy standards. That is a that is an issue for me because I I'll I just get rid of so much stuff. I have everybody else's pots in the world in my house. I probably have four of my own. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Still figuring that one out. <laughs> so, what's your closing advice for everybody? Um, closing advice. 
um, you know, I, I think, I think if I had to sum it up, it'd just be um, to to surround yourself with objects and or experiences, I guess that that matter to you specifically. That's not a trend. That's not. Um, it's not a part of a curve. It's got to be personal, and um, and it goes back to like enriching our our lives, but also our 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 environments. And that's kind of why I do ceramics too. Is like it's a lineage. It's it's connecting me to something bigger than myself. But but I think that my advice would be just just try to figure out what. And it could be any. I mean, it could be stamp collecting. It could. It, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whatever makes people feel how this makes you feel yeah connected. right right and and it's so important i mean um and a part of that another thing i would say is i guess um learn how to say yes and not no um just in general you know as a concept and that's not that that was told to me by andrea gill once who's one of my my teachers in college and you know it's like really it was just so simple advice but at the time it really clicked with me and just Learn how to take opportunities on and and say yes and not no and, and take those risks on, take those challenges on. And I think when when you learn to say yes, doors open, um, and no doors close. You know. No, it's true. So where can people go check out more of your work? I know you have a website. Yeah, I do. It's all, it's always in flux. I'm it's always trying. I'm always trying to uh, improve. But it's jamespastor.com. You can see the per pretty, pretty the perfectionism simple. in you, though. Even, oh, what's really? your website? Well, I, I'm, it's always in the works. Yeah, yeah. everything's it's, always it's, in the works. Yeah, it is. It totally is. Um, but yeah, it's jamespastor.com, um, and um, I'm also on Instagram, James uh, underscore Pastor. Okay, perfect. And I'll put a link in the show notes of our show so people can check that out. And that's Great. at motivatemepodcast.com. Cool. Maybe if you're on Facebook, maybe we can make you a part of our private group and yeah, people can yeah. get in touch with you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. super cool. Sounds great. So I love it. Thank you so cool. much for yeah. having us yeah, in here, course. and thank of you for course. letting us interview and experience Goggleworks yeah, yeah. today because this has been a blast for us. It's an incredible place. We made it's these crazy box place. tops. Yeah. 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 Birdie Zoltan. She's she's like, she's the best. She's a wildcat. We love her. Yeah. She is yeah. great. So thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. Thank you, Lena. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 States in 90 Days Lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along. Oh.